0: Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of A Good Story Starts With. I have Rachel here with me. Hello. Hello. Um, so, Rachel, please introduce yourself and, um, tell me who you are and one of my, um, other guests posed this question to me, and he asked me, whose you are?
1: And, ah, great yeah, yeah. yeah, what a great way to start an interview. <laughs> um, well, it's lovely to be here on your podcast, Wilma. It sounds amazing and um, such a good idea, so it's <clears throat> a real privilege to be with you. And yeah, I'm Rachel Roger, and I live in Dunedin. Uh, I've been here since I moved down here as a student, which is many decades ago now, so we won't, I've, lost, I've stopped counting. Oh. And um, I belong to Ewan. I've been married to him for about 17, I think we're doing 17 years now. I've lost track of that. <laughs> you know it's good. You know it's good yeah. when you lose track. It's been awesome. He's a great guy. And um, we've got three girls from mm. 10 to 15. And, um, but I guess. Yeah, I guess in response to that very crucial question, I belong to Jesus. I'm a mm-hmm. Christian. Uh, I'm a pastor, so um, I get to help other people belong to Jesus. I guess, yeah. and um, and I'm a writer, and Ooh. now I'm a guest. Thank you.
0: Exciting. Um, so, when I was in Dunedin, you hadn't officially started your writing journey yet. Mm. Uh, so
1: how how has that been? I think it, yes, it wasn't really public, was it? Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you're a writer, I suspect there's been a lot of writing going on from it for a long time. And um, my experience with myself and other writers is that that often remains quite private because there's a fear of putting it out there, you know, Mm -hmm. quite timid souls in some ways, unless you're someone who actually just has that confidence to, to put their words out there and, um, So for me, I was doing lots of writing, but I wasn't necessarily putting that on a public platform. Mm -hmm. Um, and in some ways, it was really deciding what that, what that audience was and what that platform was for. So yeah.
0: That's so cool. And have you decided what kind of like audience is your, key demographic or what kind of writing you want to do because I know that you have your Instagram page hint and holler hmm. uh, so if you could just explain how you got into that
1: yeah uh, hint holler was um a little bit of a fun pet project actually that, oh. came, that came out of um just my own journaling my own time with God and just reading scripture and um Getting excited about it, finding, oh, there's this gem of truth, or this mm. is so encouraging. And I guess there was just, um, a, a desire in me to find a way to be able to share that, just little mm-hmm. sound bites. And, um, and then I was also wanting to just explore a little bit, um, what did people need? What were people hungry for? And so I, um, had this, this dream, or I guess just an idea and hint holler being sometimes God hints and sometimes he hollers, but you know, he's always wanting to speak to us. He's always mm-hmm. got something to say either in his word or by his spirit. And so I wanted to explore that a little bit. And I think Instagram was just kind of just a fun adventure yeah. just to see, oh, how will this go what will What will it look like engaging with people in this way and so um yeah, that's where I would just put sound bites out, I guess or uh, maybe we call them word bites maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> not yeah. we're, I'm not really talking on it, and that just um grew a little bit of an audience of others who I think really were encouraged by that and mm. um, and so as the years i think it's been about two years actually this October. Um, I found I was able to expand it a little bit more and, um, I had articles that I've been able to put together where I wanted to explore maybe a whole theme, and, um, you couldn't do that so much on just an Instagram post. So I started writing a few more series on, uh, exploring, like, how do you discern the voice of God or, How do you, what do you do with dreams that you might be receiving? So that was just a fun way to expand and and dabble a little bit. Mm. Just some creative outlets. I think I like social media for that. You can be creative. Yeah, that's that's absolutely
0: stunning. And just the growth that you've gone through in the last two years as well. Like, it's Mm. pretty cool. Where, like, where do you see your writing journey? Like, what are your dreams for your writing journey? Hmm.
1: Well, I think, uh, the dream would be publishing, publishing Mm -hmm. books. Um, I think I'm, I'm happy to continue putting out, um, work that can just be in the moment, you know, just Mm -hmm. something that someone's browsed and God's led them there. And that's just been a a word of encouragement in season. Mm -hmm. Um, I love writing children's stories. There's always something popping up. So I think that's probably what I'll spend a little bit of time on in the near future, just packaging those and seeing what I can do with that. Um, Ministry-wise, I'm not quite sure. I've just Mm. um, stepped out of one role into a new season. And so the door's open for a new adventure. The door's open to explore that and and play around. So I think it'll be um, really very much along the lines of of helping people draw near to God and Mm. and know that he he knows them intimately. And then it's possible to hear from him that it's possible to uh, walk with him in such a way that they can be confident that they're, you know, that they've got a good adventure ahead and that mm. he's going to be with them on that. So who knows, Mama? you yeah, can, knows? you can give me some suggestions and I have a, have a crack at it.
0: Yeah, no. Um, I, I think the children's books idea is pretty cool. Cause when you said children's books, my brain went to like the, the Bible project guys. And in yeah. terms of yeah. like, um, linking because I'm I like linking with different people who think differently for me yeah. so when you said that I was like man you could totally like write a children's book and then make it into like an animation cartoon style so that the people who can't who don't like reading yeah are like oh yeah. like I'll just I'll just watch the cartoon like what they did with uh uh the Wemix, the way mm. yeah they made a it was a children's book that yeah. then was made into like a mini Cartoon theme. So that's, that's, that's one idea. Uh, I wanted to, like, yeah, I wanted to go back to, like, why children's books? Why not, like, teenagers? Why not young adults and stuff? Well, I think,
1: um, originally, well, I've got lots. I've got (laughs) lots of little books that, well, big books that I've, I've started. And, um, so I think I've got quite a mix of, uh, I've got a couple sitting there, which are probably more teenage, young adults. Um, and then I've, it was just easier to write, um, a a full child's book. So I wrote one for my daughter for her eighth birthday. Mm -hmm. And I had this idea, and then just as I sort of unpacked it, it was just easy to write. So I think it was a matter of I completed it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's why I actually finished something. Um, and I think because it was for her, she loved it and she felt connected to the characters. And then, um, my younger daughter loved it too. So, uh, that one I find a little bit easier because you can I guess I can just have lots of fun. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm over analysing it for my, my bigger stories because mm-hmm. I, I get really lost in the saga and the the characters and the um the world building. Mm-hmm. And so um, I can spend so much time in there that I don't complete it or I, I don't know my theme yet or I don't know my my um outcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I'm really just very new to that. I think it's very much um what can I put out there now that uh is a joy or a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also I've been working so and raising yeah. children. So to complete a whole whole novel, um, actually takes quite a bit of <laughs> Yeah. Quite a bit of time. Yeah, so I haven't mm-hmm. quite been able to do that while raising teenagers. That's all right. That's okay.
0: Yeah. Um Before you said that one of your desires is to remind people or to bring people, let me rephrase that, to let people realize that they can draw near to God Mm. and that God loves them and God speaks to them. Has that been always true for you or is that a journey that you came to realize for yourself?
1: That's such a good question. I think it comes out of that longing and the journey Mm. to discover that that's that's who he is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, very much, I guess is, uh, so I knew the Lord when I was young, but I think coming to know him for myself, uh, coming to know that I can trust him, that he is faithful, that he is good, um, that he's not judgmental or mean spirited. I think that was a journey of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so the wonder of that discovery, um, I guess is something that is worth sharing mm-hmm. and, um, and I think maybe busting a few of the myths that we have about the character of God that might mm-hmm. hold us back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so maybe like, for example, one of the lies I had believed was that I am a problem. Mm. And so when you think you're a problem, then you want to fix all of that before you, you come know, God. Mm. you come to him. And so when you discover that, um, there are problems, but he's actually come to fix that and resolve that. It, it can it just pivots how you approach him mm-hmm. uh, with a sense of confidence rather than a sense of fear or timidity. Mm-hmm. So I think um, it's a little bit of both in response to your question.
0: Yeah, that's quite beautiful. How and in your tenure as a pastor, what do you think are the myths people like put? I know you can't generalize people and that we shouldn't do that, but like if we were to generalize the top three myths people believe about
1: God, what would they be? Aww. Wow. I think it is different for each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say a couple of common ones is fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to be found uh, lacking. Mm. You know, I'm going to be found... Um, Wrong or that there's there's a sin, there's a problem here, and so so we won't want to approach him because we've we're afraid of being caught out or you know um having to deal with that. So there can be shame, I mm. think is a huge one. um people's shame in a sense of self, but also maybe shame for things that they might have done that they mm. just haven't been able to forgive themselves or um, maybe something's been done to them and it's been shameful. And Mm -hmm. so they're carrying that shame and it very much has a very strong power to to limit us in any relationship actually. Uh, But funnily enough, um, it really can hinder our relationship with the one who can remove it, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So shame is a huge barrier. Uh, And so probably tied into that would be a a fear of rejection, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I come close or I fail or I get it wrong and I'm doing my best, but, um, make a mistake, then will I be, will I miss the mark? Will I, will I be allowed to continue? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so probably those three, at least for me at some stage in my journey with God, I've had to address some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably still have to as, as new circumstances happen and I catch myself in a situation where, um, my insecurities or my vulnerabilities, and uh, you know, coming to mm-hmm. the front. But I love how God meets us head on with all of those things. He confronts yeah. them and um, and removes them for us. It's not something we can actually dismantle on our own. Mm. And um, and so I have seen time and time again where in my ministry where those might have been the barriers that I've seen as people have opened their hearts to Him, or just surrendered that and being vulnerable with Him, or just confident. Mm -hmm. And trusting that what he says is, is true. Mm -hmm. Um, those things have just been broken or they've, um, felt fallen away and I've seen growth and I've seen healing and I've seen flourishing, uh, just really by the grace of God. So people don't have to carry that all the time, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. How, like, it is like back to the tenure. Like, I know you've, um, you're no longer, like a paid pastor in a church role but you're still a pastor um how have you navigated that tension between that the space between female Mm. and pastor which Mm. is something that male pastors don't have to like necessarily walk through but like Mm. female pastors are like oh there is there's there's a space between those two
1: yeah it's probably a whole series isn't it well well, we I know you have a heart for this. You're just really passionate about women and ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I realize maybe some of your listeners might come from different backgrounds, different yeah. denominations. Um, for, my, for myself, I've had a really validating experience in mm-hmm. my local church from my colleagues who are males, um, but also from women who are my colleagues. So I've had a really... Um, positive experience in that that hasn't really been an issue um Mm -hmm. i think i had the issue Mm um and i just found all the men who i worked alongside or were my leaders or even ones that i led they were just really affirming Mm -hmm. um and i i find actually a lot of godly men they actually just really want you to thrive in your gifting, mm-hmm. um, and if they're if they're secure in themselves, if all of us are secure in who we are, then really we champion one another in what has God gifted us to do because we want to serve in ministry, mm-hmm. but also um, just to build a, a community which which loves and if, and makes room for one another. Yeah. Um, I've I've had experiences where that hasn't been the case. Mm. Um, you know, can you? Can you go and take notes, or can you go and (laughs) make the cup of tea? Um, I think what's been a bit unique in my experience is like I'm not married to the senior pastor. I'm Mm -hmm. my husband is not a pastor; he serves in a different role in the church based on his giftings. And um, I couldn't do what he does, and he doesn't really want to do what I do because Mm -hmm. we're just wired really differently. Mm -hmm. And um, but I think we make a good um, partnership in the sense that we can actually bring health and life because we're thriving or running our race um, and cheering each other on. So so the space, uh, do you mean before or after stepping out of my associate role? Um,
0: I guess we can talk about both. Um, so before mm. stepping out of your associate role and now afterwards.
1: And being, being a woman
0: pastor. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I don't. Probably lead or minister out of a mindset of "I am a woman mm-hmm. minister." Mm-hmm. I think I have, over time, adopted an identity of "I am a minister of the gospel of grace." Mm-hmm. And so, whether I am a pastor by title, whether I am ministering to my children as a mother, whether I'm a wife encouraging my husband, um, I'm a sister-in-law, I'm a sister, I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, primarily it's just learning to minister out of the grace that God has given you mm-hmm. and with the message that He's given you. And that's probably more my focus now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have yet to see if there's any limitations mm-hmm. on ministering because I'm a woman. Um, at least in my church movements, that's not something that I think I've come up against so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm free to, to move around now a little bit on Sundays, I guess, because I'm not on a roster. So I can mm-hmm. preach in other churches and it will be the ones that, um, want to hear what you've got to say or yeah. welcome the gift that you carry that will invite you. So I'm not pushing down any doors. I'm not, um, I don't actually feel like I need to fight that battle. Mm-hmm. I think it will be what God needs it to be to bless people to, to build his kingdom and he's more than capable of uh, maybe doing some myth busting yeah. on my behalf. I like to think that the spirit validates the call, you know? Yeah. Um, and some people might have a problem with that, but um, that, that's okay. That's, that is what it is.
0: Yeah. I've always... I've always admired the way that you've carried yourself and the level of integrity that you have. And that statement that you made of like, I have identified as a minister of the gospel of grace. I've always found that to be absolutely amazing. I've always admired you for, for it, even like back when I was still in Dunedin, because I like when I was in Dunedin, I was 18, 19, I grew very frustrated with women's ministry in the in the Mm -hmm. terms of like it was very flowery like it's pretty um like it's great that you know femininity enjoys pretty stuff and that's great that's amazing I'm not dissing on it like I love pretty things as well but it was more like oh like you know you it was it was slightly condescending a little bit of like oh no you you I know you really it's like I know the word of God says, like, yeah, we are all ministers of grace, and that we all should be ready for an answer for the gospel that will saved us. But let's just focus on like your insecurities because you know, like, that's really hard. And I just, and I found that you stepped into that space and were like, hey, we're ministers of grace. God has mm-hmm. called us. It is not our insecurities that we should be focused on, but no, no. the beauty and the wonder that is Christ. And when we yeah. do that, we walk through that and yeah yeah i I really like you were quite foundational in like teaching me that, so I just wanted to
1: That's honor great. you Aww. yeah you said that so well, and I think putting it totally puts it into perspective is um we can have a tendency in any church event and mm-hmm. women run a lot of them mm-hmm. to um sort of focus on where we're not doing well like it, life is hard you know and and i think there is a time and a space for ministry that involves um just the the heart you know the hurting heart and um just time to mourn or grieve or, mm-hmm. or encourage and those things but i think for me um I actually found I it didn't inspire me if I stayed in that place. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wanted to speak about how great is our God. I wanted to I know my life is hard. I know mm-hmm. changing nappies when I had babies wasn't awesome all the mm-hmm. time or I had I had sleep deprivation and I actually found going to groups that just sort of stayed on that narrative. Um I just didn't feel great. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to hear, it's okay, God's got a purpose for you. Um and be strong, be courageous, be brave, have faith, uh, and I think that just came. I think that's maybe where I learnt. Um, I'm probably not just a love woman ministering to women because I want to empower them and strengthen them in faith, so they can step into, mm-hmm. um, not step into some long far ahead future like live it now live in god's grace now and god's grace is empowering and it also empowers healing so it means Mm -hmm. you can grieve and mourn and um, confront the pain in the moment but you do so with a hope of um of breakthrough you do so with the hope of jesus will come through at the Mm -hmm. end of the day so that heals relationships and stuff but i think for me I remember, um, after doing several conferences and attending, I, I think God showed me that my heart was to activate. Mm -hmm. And so while there was a place for that ministry and many women needed it, um, it wasn't necessarily going to be my theme when I Mm -hmm. would speak or minister because I wanted to, you know, empower and, um, I would, and so my prayer changed that God give me the grace to, to impart that. Um, Whereas I've seen many other wonderful speakers, they impart something different. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's personality as well, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, like you, I think I would, I just wanted to hear the word of God or, Mm -hmm. but I had a really wise um, pastor, a woman pastor in my life. And she once said to me, Rachel, some just need, it's like a cappuccino and they just need the froth to enjoy the coffee. Mm -hmm. And it's an, it's an experience which just helps them relax and, and then enter into God and then go deep. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. I'm a long black. I just yeah. need, I just want, I'm just wanting the coffee, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, in the triple shop. just give it to me. And so I think that gave me a grace for others. Yeah. It just wired differently. And I appreciate that now and don't get so easily cut off. Um, but know, know who you are and be, yeah. be relaxed into that. And I guess minister out of, who God's wired you to be because there'll be an audience or a, a um, message that you carry that others do want to hear. You know, they need mm-hmm. to hear it. Mm-hmm. No,
0: no, that's actually quite helpful. The cappuccino metaphor, um, because like you, I'm, I'm the one who's like, no, let's just, let's just do the Bible study. Like there's actually nothing wrong with going through one book of the Bible because mm. um, I despise topical studies. <laughs> um <laughs> like- <laughs> like actual it's, it's terrible like when my church does topical studies I have to force myself to pay attention yeah. because I'm like I why are we doing this um but no nah, um it's learning to be quite gracious and not judgmental
1: um and not you at- move on don't you if they're yeah. if only if they're only ever getting that same um pamper sessions then yeah. they're not necessarily going to be someone who can pamper someone else. Mm. Because it's just sure. always receiving, so the purpose of it has to be growth and maturity mm. and discipleship, whatever that looks like.
0: Mm. That's such a good, such a good statement. Um, how does discipleship look like for you in this season? Um, mm.
1: um, I think it will come out in my writing. Mm-hmm. That always, that the intention is always to um, unpack the word of God, make it accessible. Make it really applicable. Um, Mm -hmm. so storytelling is a part of that, I guess people can relate in that way. Uh, it's one on ones with people. It's these kind of chats. Mm -hmm. I think I love the one on one conversations because, uh, one, it's just fun Mm -hmm. and you can have a good coffee and, you Mm -hmm. know, treat yourself or something. But I think there's something special that comes out of heart to hearts Mm -hmm. and just letting the Holy Spirit speak in those moments. And it's, it's nothing prepared or, um, it's just organic, and I really mm-hmm. do believe that's how the Holy Spirit operates in us. Yeah. Um, and so it can be someone who doesn't know God yet, and you can still, uh, share with them something of God's goodness. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that helps disciple them into their perspective of Him being shaped into a truth, not distorted by a lie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then there's other layers, I think, with my children that's a day to day discipling. Um, probably a bit more under the microscope because I, <laughs> they see me lose my rag, you know, <laughs> but then how do I apologize? Mm-hmm. Um, do I show grace? Do I mm-hmm. speak to my husband in a way that affirms and encourages him or am I just, you know, um, demanding or have high expectations and don't show him gratitude? So mm-hmm. discipleship can look really different in different relationships. I think um, I, I'm looking forward to new or new ways, like I've run small groups before and then I've taught in a church and I preach and so I wonder if it's not having one defined um, method, it's actually living out intentionally, mm-hmm. this is a discipleship moment so mm-hmm. and it's going to require this of me which is mm-hmm. usually um, laying down your own life yeah. it's inconvenient, you know, but also a, a message of hope
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that's really beautiful how has uh, your relationship with Holy Spirit deepened through this mm. process? Because um, I'm pretty sure deciding to stop being um, a pastor within a church was not an easy decision. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so how? when did you realize, like, oh, this season is coming to an end, and how did you lean on Holy Spirit throughout it?
1: Oh, such a good question. And I think it's, it feels complex, but it feels really simple. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it was a, it's just a a lot of surrendering. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of emotions. It it go, I mean, goes back quite a few months and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, a sense of something's changing. There's, We've had a very big season of transition, major transition, all positive, but um people coming and going and mm-hmm. there's been time delays and stuff. So a lot of it has been trusting in God's timing, mm-hmm. um get, getting a sense that something's going to change and not sure how that will look, but being able to step uh, in each moment with a sense of, okay, this looks right, this isn't, you know. Um so for me, it's surrendering the emotions to him as well and mm-hmm. being able to say, honestly, I'm feeling this mm-hmm. or I don't know why I'm feeling this but something's not okay right now mm-hmm. and allowing him to direct me to a person who might be the best person to process that with or mm-hmm. just being open to be teachable with other mm-hmm. people, um, not getting too focused on me and my emotions. This, mm-hmm. There's a bigger picture here. And Holy Spirit's really good at that. <laughs> he's really good at, I'm doing something. Don't worry about this. I'm taking care of that. This is the big picture stuff. Um, but I think what's been really special to me in this season, and I hadn't expected that, I hadn't expected this, but he's been, um, prophetically speaking to me really clearly, almost beat by beat, you know, wow. um, this is happening right now. So, For me, he's given me context Mm -hmm. that is, you know, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. Mm -hmm. And I didn't expect in his grace for him to give me understanding. I thought faith sometimes means you won't know, you just have to trust. But Mm -hmm. um, in each sort of section or stage, he's given me a picture or a scripture that's almost describe my emotions that I didn't have words for. Yeah. And then there's always been a hope aspect to it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just been really quite amazing and mm-hmm. quite precious. Mm-hmm. So it's given me uh, a real sense of his closeness and his guidance, but also seeing him do that for others, mm-hmm. which uh, has been quite important as well. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Does that answer that question? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, you talk about Holy Spirit very Um, intimately the same way that you talk about a friend. And I just want to, I just want to honor that first of all, and say that there, there is a history here that is stunning and beautiful and it should be honored. And I just, if you don't mind sharing, how did that history come about? Um, and how
1: did it grow? How did it grow? Mm -hmm. I think in my teenage years, very difficult. It was very difficult to know. I hadn't yet experienced him as dwelling in me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there was a God is out there, Mm -hmm. and I know God loves me, and I can love Him. And then in maybe my twenties, it was who is Jesus, and Mm -hmm. and just being in the Word and, and recognizing the Son of God, and well, what's who is he and what's what's the point and how does that change my relationship? So as I got to know who Christ was and what he had done for me and what that meant, Mm -hmm. uh, that shifted how I related to the Father.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But then very much there was – Probably a shifting to recognize actually all of that is made possible by the inner work of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think at some point, probably by his coaching and his nudging and his shaking was, mm-hmm. let me be personal. Let me, let me not just come down, mm-hmm. um, but dwell within. And so I mm-hmm. think probably the last decade that mm-hmm. has been the indwelling and mm-hmm. the walking with him, um, and making mistakes, I think getting to know me, him, and what the enemy's voice looks like.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: there can be a lot of us, a lot of self-condemnation, and then started to recognize he's actually always encouraging, so it yeah. can't be me because I'm not like that, so it must mm-hmm. be him. And then that started to become like, oh, he actually does that quite a lot. And mm. um, So I think that's very much sitting in the Word actually too mm-hmm. um, and, and just – recognizing is there's, there's just moments with him. So I don't know if I can give a real um, timeline of that. I think mm-hmm. he's just been really persistent yeah. and in his grace, the more we turn and say, are you here? He's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, so I think my confidence is growing mm-hmm. probably more than has he increased. I think my mm-hmm. understanding's increased um, and the more you walk with the Lord, the more you just find he's just consistently faithful, he's mm-hmm. consistently trustworthy. You have dramas, and he is in there with you. Um There's really scary moments where um you don't know how it's going to turn out, or you're praying for something, or you need a breakthrough. And I've had years of stuff I've waited for, mm-hmm. but it hasn't just been the miracle breakthrough where I've seen him. It's been in the moments leading up to that yeah. where he's you know, tapped me on the shoulder and said, "That's a pity party." Okay. <laughs> he's nudged me and said, "You didn't love that person well." And there's a com- so the conviction is also the Holy Spirit, and yep. recognising that brings be- that brings beautiful transformation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a piece that He brings that y- y- you can't manufacture, and that's how I know He's real oh, wow. because he-, he comes in and-, and places His hands. So. Um, I think it's trusting Jesus when he said the Holy Spirit, we will be with you mm-hmm. and teach you everything I have commanded and, um, and he will lead you. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's just a love relationship now. It's like, I can't live without you. <laughs> oh, yes.
0: I live for this. I love, I can't live without you. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I love hearing,
0: um, <laughs> the, the love affairs that Jesus has with people, um, Mm. and to see his, cause it's in the moment of like talking about what he's done for, for you personally. Mm. And in that people, I don't know, something just awakens in people, Mm. like it just quickens in them. And they're like, Oh, if that's true for you and God is consistent Mm. throughout our time, then that means he can be he can be yes, that for me as yes, well. Yes. And I, I just really find that to be quite beautiful. Um, back, you, back, but just before you said that there was a decade where you were figuring out, like, who is Jesus and you were mm. saturated in the word and obviously still, still, still saturated mm. within the word. Which, do you have a favorite book in the Bible or do you, yeah, all oh, favorite books? Um,
1: all oh, talking, oh, but we're talking books now. Yeah, we? We're talking books. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the writer what the oh, book is. I just, be, I just hear King David, and he's like, "Oh, I just long for mm-hmm. a word from God," and mm-hmm. you know, like often my prayer is like, "Can you just give me a word, mm-hmm. Father?" And um, and it's the reality is he has it's in, in the scriptures, and then the Holy Spirit will also give us a rema word for the here and now, the prophetic mm-hmm. word. Um, I think my favorite. Um, I love all of it, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I love all of it. I love Lamentations. There's stuff in there that you're just like, wow, if you just read. Yeah. There's just lines of gems in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I think my favorite, which I spent probably, I remember spending at least a year just taking my time through it, just like you said before, was Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaiah just is packed with like the – the, the sorrow and the dilemma of humanity mm-hmm. and God's leaning into that and saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Mm-hmm. You've got yourself into this trouble. Let me help you get out of it mm-hmm. and let me lavish my love upon you. It's like God pleads with us in mm-hmm. Isaiah. Let me love you. Let me wow. rescue you. Let me show you a better way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I sat in that for months and just kind of contemplated it and thought. Um, well, how does this affect me? Then I think it really changed how I perceived God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and because it's, it, it's, it's quite a mixture of, of judgment, but then blessing. Mm-hmm. And, but when you see his heart was always warning and please, you know, please mm-hmm. let me help you, you realize how gracious he is, how, how deep his compassion is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a prophetic vision of, of hope for the future. So, mm-hmm. Isaiah embedded in when you realize he was prophesying through many of the kings, and then you go and read Chronicles. Mm -hmm. And there's this uh, connection with, like, a moment in Israel's history where something happens. And then it's like the king went to battle and they won, and there's this nice three-verse story. But what you don't realize is embedded in that was chapter 15 of Isaiah or something. yeah. And it's just like, wow, you know, seeing Mm – so I love seeing the – the themes emerge and just I think that's the um, I, I go mining I guess for gold yeah. and it's just the wonder of discovery yeah in there. yeah yeah I'm not a song of Solomon girl um <laughs> <laughs> not, I, I, I not as well but you know there's some cool stuff in there
0: too <laughs> I, I've i actually learned to love the song of songs um, in the context of um this this is a massive, like, side tangent. Um, but within Christian culture, so not necessarily inspired by the Bible, but just Christian culture in itself, there is this uh, weird vibe of, like, hey, girls, please remain passive. Don't ask guys out. Don't do this. And just kind of, like, a very weird understanding of what uh, both male and female sexuality looks like. Yeah. So – when I read Song of Songs and it's a female voice that's the main character and yeah. the male character is a supporting voice, I was like, huh. Yeah. So yeah. like, here's God being like, yes, you can be assertive and still be Presumity. in femininity. Mm. Yeah. And I just, I just kind of sat with that and I'm still sitting with them and being like, what does that look like mm. to be both holy and sexual? Um, yeah. and, own that and yeah. work that well because, because yeah, I think sometimes the church reacted to the hyper sexuality of the world yeah, and yeah. moved to a little bit of fetishizing, a fetishizing virginity, like virginity and, um, uh, it, became an, like, it becomes an idol. Exactly. Like yeah. on one end, it becomes an idol of like, Hey, like stay pure, whatever that means and Mm. then so like looking at song of songs and being like actually they have boundaries but they still honor Mm. the um they're both their sexuality so i've yeah so that's yeah that's kind of where i kind of went with song of songs because traditionally people are like you know song of songs is like three layers there's like the first layer of like the the song and dance between this um man and woman, and then it's like it's the love of god Mm. to people and i'm like i and I see Christians do that, and I'm like, I agree, but let's not forget that, like, the love of God is being produced in male and female. Like, it's being seen through that. There is This yeah. is a mystery that we were talking about. So, yeah. anyway, so,
1: yeah. so,
0: so it's like a tangent, but summer songs.
1: Preach it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also, like, um, probably more themes of holiness and what is sacred mm-hmm. like ballet. And and totally. it's it's a bigger theme than just sex. It, exactly, it, it's covenant, it's it's faithfulness, it's mm-hmm. joy, um, and delight. So mm-hmm. I think yeah, there's. so you probably are a topical girl after all, <laughs> right? Maybe because <laughs> I think you've got you know, a hot topics you love. So don't should I don't get off?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like because I don't see the song of songs as a like a topical book though, like. Mm-hmm. I, I see it as like, like a massive poem that Mm. illustrates and reveals certain, like, I'm just being, I should just shut up and be humble about it. It is,
2: it is is topical, never mind. You're so funny. I'm
0: sorry, but I interrupted your um, spiel about Isaiah and, um,
1: yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, I love, it, um, I love it all, Wilma. It's mm-hmm. just um, story after story, eh? And I think mm-hmm. one of your questions before this was what stories inspire you, have changed you, and I think um, mm-hmm. I think so many of them just touch on heart heart stuff, mm-hmm. but It gives you the courage that there is another way out. You know, mm-hmm. and, and some of it's completely miraculous. It's, it doesn't, there is no path, but God will create one. Yeah. Um, and I think I've learned humility reading, you know, the scriptures. It's just like, wow, if you want to be confronted with your own um, pride or selfishness, then then there's no bad guy or, Mm-hmm. holy man in the book that I can't relate to in a yeah. full of way. Mm-hmm. And yet when you see how God engages with them, um, he's so just and he's yeah. so merciful and compassionate. It gives me hope that I'm redeemable. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah.
0: No, I totally agree with you of like when you, cause I think one of the misnomers or the myths about reading the Bible is that, Oh, like we read it to, uh, to figure out what Abraham did and then like patent the a life against that. And then you're like, mm, brother sold his wife out to the Pharaoh to be part of a harem. Like it's, you, you don't, you know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. But when we realize actually the Bible is a revelation of the goodness of God in yeah. the midst of the like wacky, crazy humanity. Yeah. Um, it gives yeah. you hope to be like, wow, God loved him. Mm. God loved her. Yeah. All right. I am, I'm in good company. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm in good company. So, um, and he, just, he set us up really because, mm-hmm. um, it all led up to Christ. Exactly. You know, it wasn't actually always about this is the model of righteousness. I mean, mm-hmm. they definitely like Abraham, father of righteousness, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and David, a man after God's heart. So there's these qualities that God affirms in each of these men and women. Totally. But only because they gave their lives to him, not because of what they did. And so all of those moments and characters that we read about uh, really tell the story leading up to Jesus. And so uh, if we're looking at who do we model our life on, who do we want to become like? It's Christ. Exactly. How did Christ engage with people? How did Christ live his life? Which um, is who we aspire to be, but we can only be through the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Through his own spirit living in us. So I think um, now I, I enjoy the Old Testament, for example, and it has a whole deeper meaning and richness because I look for Christ in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I am learning for Abraham, and I'm learning from Tamar or mm-hmm. um, these really obscure characters, Jezebel and Jael. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk about women, you're kind of like, this. am why listen, Crazy Warrior Woman yeah. to, crucial to Jesus entering in this mm-hmm. moment in history and the part of the story, but when I reread even the prof the prophetic books, um, mm-hmm. or the visionary books or the love letters, and I see mm-hmm. it through how Christ super, like demonstrated it fully in Christ, it takes mm-hmm. on a whole new revelation of who God is. Because mm-hmm. even when you see the hard scriptures in the the tough moment, the moments in um, those stories where you're like, what? There's mm-hmm. not a loving God. When mm-hmm. you can see it through how Christ reflect, reflects back into that situation, it, it does shift and change mm-hmm. how you can um, see his character come through.
0: Yeah. Amen. Um, so just back to Hinton Holler, you, you mentioned that there, And throughout this conversation, you've mentioned that God has given you a word. God has given you a picture. What Mm. has been your journey with the prophetic? Um, Because those are all, like, subtopics of, like, prophetic giftings and
1: yeah, Yeah. Mm. Um, I think I've always had a fascination with the prophetic because Mm. it's a little bit mystical, right? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, "Oh, that's a bit cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, I mean, I never knew how to hear from God when I was young. And so the idea that I could hear from God was like a big deal. And, mm-hmm. and so I think it was a, a, a scary hunger, like a mm-hmm. a longing, but just completely freaked me out. So and again that was my perception of who God was and I hadn't matured in that. Um so I think whenever it was a it was preached about or there was someone who was uh, ministering in that way or there was a book or like I read it everything I can get my hands on. I think I just I just devoured it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think being in a Pentecostal church, um, there were opportunities to pray for each other. And so the prophetic was something that was almost expected.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I really think I grew in it um, in, in taking risks and uh, starting to realize, I'll, I'll just share this picture. I'll share this thought, trusting that God has given it to me. and. And I don't have the fullness of the picture yet, but, but just give it a go. So in in your church, if you have small groups or even friends where they're safe to do that, they, like they know your heart, then you can kind of communicate it really badly, but they'll still say, hey, that was actually, this part was great. Mm-hmm. And then you start to learn and discern a bit more of what's you and what's God. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, over time learning to recognize uh God uses our personality and our um, our style mm-hmm. to communicate, but He still has the the message, so He can give me, you, and me the same image. But you know, it's okay to be an earthen vessel, yeah. and so we might choose to communicate it slightly differently, as long as the message is, is consistent. Yeah, um, a, a huge. Uh, influence in my life was a woman named Vicki Simpson and she had come she's an Australian prophet and she had come to our church many many years ago and she was just ministering and I didn't know her but I remember my heart just leaping in that moment going there's something about her ministry that I'm just like there was this deep calls to deep moment Mm -hmm. and I just remember having such a longing um to be in a room where there was a, a freedom for the Holy Spirit to just uh, uh, minister through the prophetic, that I think that was a pivotal moment for I want to learn more. Mm. Um, and then over the years, she's visited at different times and actually done some training with us as a mm-hmm. church. And so I just lapped it all up. Like she's yeah. just awesome. She's she's just um, loves God, but she's just really natural, mm-hmm. um, and just a really relational person. So I I really responded well to her ministry, and, and I've mm-hmm. learned so much from her. Um, and then I've had other people in my life who are who are quite prophetic. Um, and I've asked some questions, lots of mm-hmm. questions, but at the end of the day, I think you develop by using the gift. Mm-hmm. So every believer has, can receive the Holy Spirit and have the, the gift of, of prophecy where he might give you a message or a picture or a word to share. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have others that have actually got it as a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, there's more of a ministry, um, opportunity. So so that kind of tends to be the lane that they run, you know. What is God saying to the church in this moment? What is Mm -hmm. the context in that? Mm -hmm. Um and then you'll have you you have your office, so to speak, of the prophet, someone who um is called to to that level of leadership Mm -hmm. um in the church. And so that distinction was helpful for Mm -hmm. not freaking out and saying, Mm -hmm. I have to get this (laughs) It's just so even in its very simplistic form is I'm a believer who has the Holy Spirit, and he wants to encourage people. So I can ask him what is something I can encourage this person with. And because he knows them, uh, whether I know them or not, he'll drop something in me, Mm -hmm. which is personal and intimate. And when I share it, I don't know that it's personal and intimate, but they do when they receive it. And so they're so blessed and they're so encouraged. And the more that you do that and you see it, then just go, oh, cool. It's just a real kick, you know? So I think, um, I just love, I love how the prophetic calls out people into wholeness Mm -hmm. or, um, it, it, it's, yeah, what has God got to say to you in this moment that -hmm. will bring you alive or give Mm -hmm. you hope or, Encourage you. So um, I very much see it as an encouraging gift. Whereas I think historically it's been very much the heavy rod in my mind. You know, I've had to shift my perspective. Mm. Uh, I've seen it used badly, but Mm. mostly um, I've seen it be a real blessing. And um, I think Hint Holler is my desire to help people see that and and, uh, relax and Mm. pursue it without all the fear and the baggage and be a prophetic people. Yeah,
0: that's, that's so refreshing to hear. Um, because there's just something beautiful about realizing that A, God speaks and B, God mm. wants to speak to us. Um, and to demystify and D, like, m- like remove all the myths from mm. the, uh, the prophetic giftings or prophecy is just really wonderful. So thank you for sharing that. Um, we have come to the point where it's your turn to ask me questions. Um, so, like, you can ask two questions because pretty much everybody's is, has been asking two questions. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, then, great. Mm-hmm. Well, I think my first question is: um, What have you discovered um, has been a pleasant surprise about the father? <laughs>
0: Um, I think what's been a pleasant surprise about God the Father is that He is surprisingly tender. Yeah, um, that He is the Father who holds us and sees our brokenness and yeah. cries with us. Yeah, um, in that, so that's been something that I've been like, oh, okay. Because I cry at the drop of a hat. Um, oh,
2: wow.
0: so <laughs> <laughs> I, I always tell the story of like, um I was in, yeah, I, I was in Melbourne visiting from uni and uh, it was Black Friday, it was the Black Friday weekend and there was this six-year-old boy who was his birthday, right? So this is the news hmm. and they're showing the story and then he, it's his birthday and he's like, hey. It's my birthday, but I just wanted to give it to the firemen. I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it because, like, I think they're my hero. And I'm just, like, bawling my eyes out. (laughs) And my sister's looking at me like, are you okay? (laughs) Because for me in that moment, I was like, man, this six-year-old understands the beauty of generosity. (laughs) Because a birthday cake for a six-year-old is a big deal. Like he gave everything, and I, and I just I just find that really beautiful, and that God is tender, and that yeah, he cries with us. So that's that's awesome. a surprise. Yeah, surprisingly, thing I found,
1: and it's so in contrast, I think, to how he's pictured in the world. eh? or mm-hmm. uh, it's not the first thing I think people think about him mm-hmm. when, when you're describing God, and I think even from Christians. So that's really cool to for you, and I guess I want to affirm you and you know, just your your depth and openness to him.
2: Mm-hmm. Him to be able
1: to reveal that such an intimate part of who he is. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what are you looking forward to? What is what has God set ahead in your mind that you're like, I can't wait to see that. Um, whether it's tomorrow oh or next year or in ten years, what is it that's on your heart that you're just like, I'm I'm running for this? Um
0: so, this has been quite diff- this year has been quite different from other years for me because usually at the start of the year, I ask God, like, hey, where are we going? Mm. And, um, I get pictures or I get drawings or I get movies or I get songs, um, mm. that are applicable to that. This year, it was very much a like, we're gonna take things slow and we're gonna take it day by day and step mm. by step. Which is like, I was like, what? I was like, no plans? What is this? <laughs>
1: What is this? Seven is the year of your planning. Yeah. So
0: from that, what I'm excited most to see is is really just like a daily encounter with God. Um a daily revelation of his goodness and to to know what it's like to knit my life with his. Yeah. Um, because for there's a tendency for me to be quite like God's out there, but God's not in me. So realizing yeah. like, oh, I actually carry Holy Spirit with me. Yeah. And I get to be with him in every single moment. So that's what I'm looking forward awesome. to. Yeah. But now. thank you
1: so much for this interview. It was so great to see you. This has um, been fun. Thank you for the invitation. And um, I do think it's a great idea. I think people love to have conversations, right, at the mm-hmm. moment. And you look amazing. I, I don't know. This, I hope this isn't uh, going on visually because I'm not dressed for the occasion. No, it's
0: just audio but, only. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but thank you. And um, it is, it's really wonderful. So I, you know, I just bless you and, and know the Lord will continue to do wonderful things through you you are a mighty woman of God Wilma and um, I just really would love to see this um, flourish in whatever way whether you're writing a book or <laughs> you're, you're writing more poetry um, yeah. yeah just may this may the spirit flow through you and you're just thank such you. a blessing thank you so much
0: thank you, thank you Hello, beautiful one. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I appreciate you and your choice to listen to this podcast. If you could please continue to support me by following me on my Instagram account of A Good Story Starts With. Or if you want to listen to more of my poetry, it's at Wilma the Wordsmith. I'll see you next week with the latest podcast at A Good Story Starts With.